Welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast. This is Kay Fresh. It's episode number 13. We're going to start from now on. I'm going to have either one or two episodes each week. Definitely one on Monday or Tuesday, but just because I might be talking about some timely matters or just because I get a lot of interviews in, I might just drop another one. Uh, for this episode, I have a hip-hop artist by the name of Sylvan LeCue. He's based out of Miami, Florida. He recently put out an EP called uh, Evangeline. Uh, he used to go by the name Quest, and he kind of put that in the past. In 2014, he put out an album called Search and Sylvan. And he's currently working on a new album called Far From Familiar. Uh, these, you know, His record's under his real name, a little bit more personal, a little bit more introspective, a bit of a journey for him. Uh, but for this podcast, we kind of put all that aside, and we talked about something else that he loves, and I love, wrestling. We talk about WWE, old school WWF, we talk about NXT, and even lay out some predictions for this Sunday's Royal Rumble. It was definitely cool to talk with him. So let's get to the interview with Sylvan LeCue. Definitely, yeah. So I hear you're, uh, you're a big uh, wrestling fan. Yeah, definitely a big wrestling fan. I say more WWE more than anything. You know what I mean? I mean some, some, some Ring of Honor stuff, but not a lot of Ring of Honor stuff. But like definitely WWE for sure. I'm a big wrestling fan. Okay, cool. What's some of the stuff in uh in Ring of Honor that you've been able to check out? Um, it's been like miscellaneous. It's, it's like really miscellaneous. Like I was like I was big on Ring of Honor when CM was there because I was a big CM Punk fan. Oh, definitely. And then like so like I would like tune I would tune in here and there. For like punk, but then once punk went to WWE, it was like, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And then I became like a WWE, a WWE fan, and that just became like my my central focus. So it's really more WWE. And then like I was, I, I would tune in to Ring of Honor here and there when like punk was like making his like ascension. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's crazy that that there's so many people that was from you know from that time period of Ring of Honor that are now in WWE right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, punk is punk, though, man. You can't really, like, deny, like... You just can't deny punk, you know? I think punk is the only wrestler that, like... I wouldn't say the only, but, I mean, he's the, at least from my generation, where it's, like, I, I've only seen people, like, literally switch, you know, from, okay, I'm not doing... I'm not watching this anymore, you know, to go to WWE because punk is there. I mean, maybe, like... uh Maybe now because I mean now I mean they're saying that you know AJ Styles and you know what I mean like a lot of these guys are about to like start coming to WWE like yeah and maybe in that facet but like up until then like I've never seen like people like people literally just go from like one place to another place because of like one wrestler you know yeah at, at least for my generation yeah definitely it was crazy the crazy thing about CM Punk is he was he was like one of those guys where the the crowd kind of made him like in WWE like the WWE didn't didn't you know wasn't trying to push him but the crowd pushed him and they couldn't and you couldn't even deny it and they had to like okay we gotta we gotta take this guy seriously and he was one of he's one of the best performers in the world and the you know wwe really didn't want to push him because they're not always that big on the smaller guys but the crowd just loved him yeah man i mean i think i think like cm was like uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, it really sucks for me because, like, 
I feel like CM Punk, at least in WWE, was like the beginning of what should have been like this revolutionary shift for WWE. If like I think if somebody or a group of people just listen, I mean I don't want to say Vince, but I mean like if Vince just listened or would still listen, you know what I mean? He would realize that you know Punk was like the start of something, you know that could have been way more revolutionary, you know because you know people weren't trying to, uh, you know push you know Punk, you know what I mean? And it took him a lot of you know, getting through and pushing forward and, you know, really having to, you know, climb. I mean, he had to do an entire pipe bomb, you know, for like people to, for even people to really be like, yo, like we get it. You know what I mean? And even then it's sad, you know what I mean? But he was definitely like the, the, the threshold because, you know, after punk, it became, you know, Daniel. And it's no, it's really no question why like the same type, you know, of, same type of, you know, wrestlers were getting, like, this momentum, and it's just because it was a shift. Like, people are, even now, you know, people just want authenticity, you know, and, you know, the big bulky guy who has, like, this, you know, who has this, like, gimmick and, you know, is told, like, to do this and do that is just no longer authentic to us, you know what I mean? It's a whole different generation, but, I mean, CM Punk's story is, like, always super inspiring, you know, but, but the people really did, you know, make him, and this is the first time in, like, uh, ever, I think, where, like, I feel like, you know, WWE has kind of, like, really been, like, ignoring the people, like, intently. It's crazy. Definitely. They, they've been, they they always kind of get into their, they they want to push what they create. And so the, I feel like they they kind of hate when the out the, the crowd, the universe creates something. Because um, even, even today, you still get CM Punk chants, and then you still get, um... Daniel Bryant chance, the yes chance, even to today. And shit, you still even get uh the Steve Austin what chance. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's crazy to see that like something that started in two thousand one, like still trans in two thousand sixteen and it's like, look, it's changing, man. Like I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's just been it's it's really been uh it's been sad. I mean, I don't I think I think they're really trying to make us like get it, you know, especially like even like with Roman. But, you know, we've already had our verdict on Roman, you know what I mean? But, you know, they're really, like, forcing us to, like, really go with it, you know what I mean? Like, to the point where, like, Vince had to, like, come down and be like, yo, you know, special guest refereeing this, and we're going to put him over it. We're going to make sure that, you know, people like him. You know, even then, it's still, like, you know, for us. We're just into authentic things. And, you know, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, they were just authentic. And it, it was nothing that was forced. It was nothing that was like shoved down our throats. It just happened. It just people just liked them, and they're not going with it. They weren't going with it, and they and, and they continue not to either. It's 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 really insane. It's it's really insane to me for some reason. And it's crazy these days with the whole uh, Roman Reigns thing, is like the crowd really hasn't been behind them, but because everything they they've been kind of doing with them, it it really just doesn't make sense. But then that moment when he laid out Triple H and kept on laying them out. The whole crowd turned to support him because that was something that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that genuine awesome. moment, it made sense. So the crowd loved it. Yeah. And it was, it was also like, we, we like, it, it felt like, it, it, uh, yeah, it made sense. It just, it felt like, all right, this is what Roman should be doing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're trying to make Roman into like this, into like the new, like, you know, version of like the Cena, where it's like, okay, we're going to make him like the super guy and the super you know, this super, like, lovable, this super lovable big guy. But it's just, like, he's just really a vicious dude. Like, even when he was in The Shield, the reason people, like, messed with him so much was because he was just, like, 
this really intimidating muscle that, you know, that, that just had the appeal. He didn't say much. You know what I mean? When it came down to promos, Dean Ambrose handled everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Seth Rollins was always in the background. You know what I mean? Like, from time to time, he'd pop up. But, like, you know, he was always kind of like that guy that was in the background, but an amazing performer. And, like, Roman Reigns was just, like, the dude who was there. So, like, he seemed like the dude that you would call on to just wreck everything. So when he wrecked Triple H, it was like, okay, he snapped. You know what I mean? He's over it. You know what I mean? And we rocked with it. But, like, you know, everything else, it just doesn't make sense. And it's not authentic. You know, you, you just, you know, like, it's kind of like, it's just like even coming down to, like, you know, the type of matches that they book. And it's like, all right, yo, you know, this is going to end. You know, you know how like, Roman is going to, you know, do this. And right. This is what this is going to mean. Oh, okay, this means that this is what's going to happen on the pay-per-view. To the point where they're, like, investing more into, like, the Raw episodes than they are, like, the pay-per-views now, which is... It's crazy, but like, you know, they're they're trying, man. I, I applaud them. I applaud Vince because they're they're really trying to make us get it, and uh, they they did when uh when Roman uh, you know, really destroyed like Triple H not too long ago, man. Like I would even I was like, wow, okay, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's like there's these times when I feel like they kind of get it, but they don't capitalize on it. Like with the whole uh, the whole New Day gimmick, um, it kind of sucked at first when it was just like this positivity thing but then when, when yeah. it was a low risk thing so they just let them kind of do their thing and it they got really over but do you remember that one week when they ended raw where the new day uh laid out all the top guys in the company and were just very vicious yes i remember that I was remember that. that was such a great moment but i wish they capitalized that on like much more yeah it showed their aggression you know which which was, which is like hard to do, you know what I mean? Like, but they really, it really showed their aggression. It was like, oh man, these guys get, are like really, like they're, they're really like here, you know what I mean? Like it could have been like a DX thing, you know, where like DX would come out and like just lay out entire star, stars, you know what I mean? To the point where like they were goofy, but at the same time you had to like take them serious. And it, it was just like nothing, but even like, even after that, like they had another moment with New Day, which I thought was interesting where, uh, not too, not not too long ago, where they came out and they like congratulated like all the other tag teams and was where like you know you did a great job and it made them seem like really good guys. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And then they all left the ring, and then New Day like was like, but we're the champs, and you know still going crazy. And then they came back and that was like a time for me where it was like, okay, this is interesting because now it's like New Day are are the good guys because I mean rightfully so they are the good guys, but then like. You know, the Usos and everybody else can become heels, but, you know, nothing. It's like, this doesn't make sense. Just go with what the people want. You know what I mean? Like, the people the people are telling you what they want. You know what I mean? That it, it's, it's, it's like they're just being super hard-headed for some reason. I, I don't really understand why. And we're kind of going into this weird time right now where in this tag team division or in the stable division or whatever, you had the New Day kind of... Uh, you know, really pop and become, you know, get over the crowd. But now you have the Usos kind of going in that direction. And then you have the social outcasts kind of going in that New Day direction. Yeah. And it's man. as, as, so, as like, it's kind of like, and I, and I just had this discussion on another uh, podcast interview I did with somebody else where it's kind of like that thing like in rap music when somebody, when one dude pops off with a new style and then everybody else kind of follows along. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty bad, man. Like it's like, it's all right. So it's like, 
I feel I feel like Vince is like I, I feel like you know Vince is very passionate about what he does, and I don't think he's ever gonna let it go. But man, I you know I wish like it's times like these where I kind of wish Triple H was just like the guy calling the shots because what he's done with like NXT has been like you know you know you could cry at those matches, you know, just how emotionally invested you get. You know, Triple H is still very much attached to what's happening, but like yeah, you got like a guy like New Day where it's like okay. Uh, this is kind of something that's happening. Let's put all these guys together. Then they pop and they get over because they're taking risks and taking chances. And then like the Usos, it's like the Usos are like, they're trying to make the Usos do the same thing, but it's like, they're not that type of tag team. They're really performance based. They have a, they have a, they have a gimmick, they have a shtick and they're not really allowing them to, I don't think they're, I think they're still learning how to be entertaining, but they don't really need to be because they're, it's like they are they are a tag team that's built on performance. They're kind of like the same with the Lucha Dragons, which, you know, like they're performance based. They're not really meant to like be, you know, perform like to like get over with crowds. You know what I mean? Unless they turn heel. You know what I'm saying? It's always easier to turn heel. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. And it's like it's like okay, this isn't working. Turn them heel. You know what I mean? You're the bad guy now. You know, just make it work. But like, you know, the social outcast was just like, bro, like, what? It's like don't like what like it, it, it like the chemistry isn't even there like it's just it's really like for the guys that they don't know what to do with and so let's just kind of like okay let's stick these guys together and Heath Slater gets a lot of gets a lot of uh social media interaction so let's make him the leader and let's give him all the guys that like we have no idea what to do with it's like no like no <laughs> and like we don't want to do that like don't do that just Right. Don't, you know, and they're not getting over. They have no chemistry. They have no um, mic chemistry. They have no in-ring chemistry. Like, even New Day has, like, their chemistry has has grown immensely. You know, but even from the get, you know, it's like, okay, this works. Even if when when it wasn't getting over and people were like, this is corny, and they were trying to be, like, super, like, uh, they're trying to become, like, super uh, baby faces, it still made sense. It was like, these guys get it. You know what I mean? But social outcasts have no... Or the League of Nations. League of Nations, I, I can actually kind of deal with to a certain degree because it's like, okay, this this could work. Yeah, the League of Nations you know I mean? could could work, but but much like the whole company right now, it, it's falling to the the injury thing. <laughs> Everybody's getting Gosh. injured, you know. <laughs> man, oh man, that man. I remember when I think I like I think I was laying down and my friend texted me it was like Seth Rollins injured out nine months I was I screamed I was like no that, what oh do my. you mean man it was that was like that was that hurt and then like to have like Cesaro be out for like six months like yo and then like um John Cena is out for another six months now granted you know granted you know all reservations aside from John Cena like having him gone for like three months and then having him come back and cut a promo and know how to cut a promo was like wow kind of miss this like, yeah. I kind of miss you know I mean I don't like seeing it like that but I kind of miss the professionalism and the understanding of how to act in front of a crowd you right. know from Cena so like him being gone man and it's like them having to figure things out and it's but but they are in a they're in a they're in a good place in terms of like what they could do it's just it's re- it really comes down to creative. Like they have a lot of options to work with right now, you know. But if they, it's like the Royal Rumble. They have a lot of options they can run with, you know. So yes. I'm really interested to see what direction they go in. Yeah, and the Rumble is going to be very interesting, you know, since the the title is up for grabs for it, you know. So uh, 
like last year's rumble was just like a bore you know it was just yeah. but this one there's it's you know there's there's more meaning to it you know directly and so i you know it's very interesting about where they're going to go with it i would like to see like um i mean i think the predictable thing would be to have brock win i think that'd be pretty predictable and pretty uh like the the thing for it to do i don't see like brock coming in and like and like you know losing the like or getting thrown over the ring by like sorry about that by uh, Roman Reigns but what I would like to see is I'd actually like to see Triple H come back and win the title like just off of pure revenge just off of mere <laughs> revenge you know what I mean he, he's been like he got dismantled like four weeks ago he he hasn't been on the show since you know it's kind of like I'd like to see like Brock come out and then everybody think oh man it's Brock and then like I'd like to see Triple H be like the last one to come in you know even after you know even even after you know i i think i don't know if they're gonna have like the new signees that are gonna that are gonna come in as well i'm not sure about that but i'm pretty sure they are but like even after all of them like i like to see triple h just kind of come in and take the title because it would just be so like like wow it, it's just like what is this you know it, it'd be like whoa huh, where is this gonna go you know what i mean right. i guarantee you triple h won the title then man they, they they'd see an instant increase instant increase in ratings it'd just be it'd be really interesting to see the first for the first time ever like a, a ring not the first time ever but like to have like an actual like running you know what i mean of the title with like triple h i'd actually like to see like triple h have like the the title until like seth comes back i think that could be really interesting too it's like you know but then again i don't know i mean that that's only only one can dream of certain things right so but I do, th- I do think just the way everything happened that triple there will be a, a match that involves Triple H somehow, some way. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I, I'm not sure how. I'm really not sure how to be honest. I don't know what they. I don't really know what they're up to for the first time. Like, I, I predict, I predicted the, you know, the the Sheamus thing, you know, instantly. I knew they were gonna like get Sheamus to cash in money in the bank and you know, win the title and try to start this whole feud between him and Roman. And they felt, they figured out it was like terrible. And, <laughs> you know, that it was like the worst decision they could have ever made and did something about it instantly. But like, I don't, I really don't know what they're going to do right now. They have a lot of options, a lot of options for the first time. They have a lot of options to work with. Yeah. They got a lot of options because so many, they have a lot of options because so many injuries happen that it just, changed so many of their i think some of their long-term plans that now they're just like uh all right we're just gonna take it from here now yeah it's like they, they have to make something happen you know because man when those when those injuries first happened man it was it was bad it was it was a time where i was just like man i don't know if i could really watch raw right now you know and you know and I, I, there's still like there's still things that i'm like waiting to see like i'm, I'm still waiting for them to like kind of get it together and put like you know like stop underutilizing a lot of the talent that they have and like stop doing darts at a wall like you know which is why like you, you need like older guys like who've been in the industry for a certain amount of time like i wish like you know andy was like if he if he wasn't like so to himself i wish he would be more actively involved with like being in people's ears and being like yo you gotta utilize this guy the way like eddie guerrero would be like yo man you gotta use Taylor Bradshaw, you know what I mean? Because he still got juice in him and you know, they put put the whole JBL stick on him and 
you know, everything went flying. So, like, I like to see see them, like, still, like, utilize Stardust more. I like to, you know, Lord knows how much, like, Dolph Ziggler is prime is just being, like, throwing the shit for no reason. Right. You know? Um, I, I like to see them, like, still use some of their, their talent that they're just not using at all. Like, at all. Like, I think I, I'm the only one who really says this, but I feel like Stardust just has the potential to be so much more, like, if just positioned the right way. You know, they... They set him up with, uh, with um, freak. It, it, it's, it's like I can't even remember it because like he came and went so fast. But they set him up with like those like with the ascension. Uh, warrior. Yeah, the uh, yeah the ascension. Yeah, which I was I was like, yo, yes, this is it. So like all you've got to do is like like make like give like give him like a serious view. Like give him the Wyatts. You know what I mean? Like the Wyatts and like the ascension would be like really interesting. You know what I mean? Right. But. I don't know, man. Like it's 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 interesting to see where they're gonna go. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that would really like for him to just go back to being Cody Rhodes, and yeah. I feel like I feel like he kind of alluded to it himself because one day on Twitter he just tweeted CR. Like wow, one yeah, day. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if anybody caught that, but he just he just tweeted CR one day, and I I feel like a lot of people just want him to go back to be in you know Cody Rhodes. And, um, and just, you know, but, you know, it'd be great if they, you know, pushed them, you know, properly like that, you know? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, if, if, they, if they do go back to, like, uh, Stardust going back to Cody Rhodes, it'd have to be, like, a hell of a story behind it, man. I feel like the the one time where it was, I feel like they missed the, as much as, like, I'm, I, like I hate it, I feel like... Uh, you know, Vince kind of missed the ball on that, on like, uh, on like really kind of getting like Cody Rhodes to like maybe switch something up once like, you know, Dusty Rhodes kind of passed because that could have been a that could have been an ideal time for like a really good story. You know what I mean? Like oh. a really great story and arc line. Um, I'd love to see him go back to Cody, but it'd have to be like a great story behind it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just with um, with some of the just the booking that they're doing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of talent, and they just need to like just let things kind of grow more organically, and let these guys have the freedom to to do what the you know wrestlers back in the day did. You know, all the best things from um, back in the day were things that just kind of happened. You know, like the the whole speech that uh, Austin gave uh, at the King of the Ring. You know, the Austin yeah. 316 means I just whooped your ass, you know. That was just, you know, uh, off the rip, off of, you know, Jake Roberts and, the you know, the you know the Bible mentions he would say and he just beat him. And it was just, who know, nobody knew that was going to be as big as it, you know, became. And then everything The Rock did, you know, with everything he was saying in the ring, you know, so... Sometimes you guys just got to be, you know, a little bit looser with these guys. And, I th- and that's what we get to see in NXT. Um, you see a lot of those guys down there. They have the freedom to sort of play around with these things. And there's so many cool little characters and catchphrases and stuff down in NXT. Like, who are some of the guys that you love down there? Like, for me, man, my, my main guy from NXT, man, was, like when like, when I was, like, yo, like, this guy like is gonna rock something was like Kevin just because like I loved Kevin's like I yeah. loved Kevin's like 
authenticity. You know what I mean? And I think that's what happens like at NXT. And I think like the main the main attribute for NXT is just like Triple H. It's like Triple H's baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it's like you know a lot of people say like things about you know Hunter or whatnot. And, like they're like oh you this or you that. But man, talk about student of the game. You're talking about like the dude who like really listens and like like really gets it and really understands that like. You know, you have to, like, get out there and just, like, figure it out. Because, like, Triple H was, like, a figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, he went from terrible Hunter Hearst Helmsley gimmick to, you know, Romy well, quick, really, to, like, Hunter Hearst Helmsley to, like, you know, being buried alive for, like, a year to, you know, the to, like, DX starting to forming to, you know, nobody thinking he can do it without Shawn Michaels and then him being... It's like he's gone through so many revolutions, becoming the game and the cerebral assassin, the king of kings. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He understands that you have to get out there and, like, really, really, like, you know, just experiment. You know what I mean? So you have guys that, you know, that, that come from NXT. Like, even the, even the girls, you know what I mean? Like, like Paige, that came from NXT. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, like, damn near shit. Like, low-key, maybe I think, like, 50 to 50 percent of like the divas division now is all from nxt oh yeah you know i mean and those and they're all like they're all like the guy and funny enough they're all the people that that just that they're, that they're just authentic it's like you feel it i mean besides maybe um neville because like neville is great he's fantastic he's amazing but they they stuck this like shtick on him that was just like nah man <laughs> this isn't gonna you know like, it'll work for a little bit you know what i mean like yeah. like this is cute, but like he's gonna have to like put on like some jeans and like maybe a, t- a black shirt one day and just like say fuck it, I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? And just <laughs> do something. Like you have to do something. Like and that that's what makes me mad too. It's like I, I don't going off on the tangent, but it's Wait. like you know, like like all right. So guy, like I'm like I always get a lot of shit for this, but like I'm a big Miz fan. But okay. the reason I'm a big Miz fan is not because of like his in ring ability or him being special, but because he's an amazing on the mic. He is a great yes. microphone. You know what I mean? And like he had the ability to really start something dope with Neville. You know what I mean? And yeah. It is like for, for him to like come out and say something like that and be like the people don't feel it's like, man, you're right, because we don't. You know, you're amazing, bro. You're too amazing to be like coming out with like smoke and like a cape and, you know, doing the best in-ring performance that we've probably seen in years, you know, and we can't even appreciate it because your gimmick is just so terrible. But, like, um, man, like, NXT, man, is just so authentic. And I, it kind of, it kind of, it, it, it's kind of, like, hurting me because, like, some of the guys that I think that they were going to have, you know what I mean? I think they're starting to kind of see, like, WWE and just be like, uh, I don't really know, man. Like, it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it, it's, it's hard to kind of be authentic i was kind of i was surprised that they they allowed kevin owen to be as you know a, as much as himself there as they have you know like, it's crazy with uh kevin owens is that he he's really kind of he owns his in-ring, in-ring personality and he takes it with him everywhere he goes on yeah. twitter and he's the same person on twitter and it is, and it's, and everybody loves it you know they love getting blocked by him on twitter they love Love when Kevin Owens is being Kevin Owens to him, to them, you know? Yeah. Because that's how it was back in the day. If you were a heel and, like, and somebody asked for your autograph, you would say no because you were yeah, a heel. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was stuff like that, you know? Like back when kayfabe was kayfabe, you know, wrestlers would, every, it doesn't matter where they were at, you know, if, if you were recognized, 
you stayed in character, you know? And that's like, and Kevin Owens is one of the closest people that I feel like right now we have to that where you you know who he is at all times, you know? And lately they've been, you know, build him, building him up even more of a, like a seething lunatic. And it's been great. Yeah, we have. I'm sorry. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah, they 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 definitely have man. Like um, like it's especially like I mean, man, it, it sucks now. See, I think I think I think Kevin like understands like the like the like the real balance that you have to have like in today's society, which is like you really have to be yourself. Like as because like that's all we want now. You know what I mean? Even with like social media, like I always think of like I always think of like wrestling. In their eras, as a product of what's going on in the society, you know what I mean. So oh, you have, definitely. Like, the golden, you know what I mean. So you have like the golden age era, you know, which was like very heavily influenced by like rock, you know what I mean, and like eighties hairband and like superheroes, you know what I mean. Like that was like that was that, you know what I mean. And then you had the new generation era, which was kind of like going into like this grunge moody era, you know what I mean. So you had new superstars that were coming in, and all of the top stars that were a part of like WWF were like going to WCW and you know, byproduct of that. And then you had the attitude era, which was like what punk rock. And you know what I mean? That's, that was like the, the product of, of, of that generation. And it's kind of like the same with this, which is like, everything is super, everything is super revealing. You know, we, we want something that's authentic because you know what I mean? We can tell when it's just not authentic. You know what I mean? Like it's just, we can tell when it's just like being fed to us because we know about the heels. We know that wrestling, you know, is a byproduct of it being staged. And we know that, you know, it, everything is pre-gamed, you know, like it's not like a secret to us, but back then it was a secret, you know, it really was a secret. Like, yes. you know, you, you really sold it. You know what I mean? If you were a heel in that, in that actual ring, man, when you got out of that ring, you were still a heel. People believe that because that's what was fed to them, you know, and that was a part of, it was like art imitating life or life imitating art. But like Kevin Owens gets it, you know, like this is a part of who Kevin Owens is. Kevin Owens is. He's probably really this way in like real life to a certain degree. I'm pretty sure he's not a dick. He's not like, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure he's not like going to like restaurants and being like F this plate of food. But, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that side of him still very much exists and he carries it over. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and other superstars do it as well. Like Dolph Ziggler does it. You know, like, it's just that he's underutilized. So, like, but Dolph Ziggler is very much himself. And Daniel Bryan, another example of a guy who's just being himself. CM Punk was just being himself, and people dug it, you know. And and with uh, New Day, like, they're really being themselves. Like, they're really, like, they're being corny and, and, like, you know, really, like, goofy about stuff. But they're just, they're just being themselves. They're And that's why people rock with him. People can tell when, like, people aren't being themselves. We can tell that Roman isn't being himself. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, even even with Tyler Breeze, like, coming from NXT and, you know, getting the whole, like, Hollywood shtick, it's like, it's like, all right. But we can tell, like, he's doing as much as he possibly can with that gimmick, you know? And he is making it work as much as he possibly can, you know? Because... And we we feel it. And we... And we're, we're not mad at it. You know what I mean? So... It's, I think once, like, WWE realizes, like, it's authenticity and, you know, these next stars are coming and they're really being themselves, it's going to be a whole different ballgame, man. That's why Cesaro is getting over, because he's just being himself. Yeah, he's just being himself, and the crowd really connected with Cesaro, you know. they they And that was another thing that just kind of was an organic thing with the whole Cesaro section thing. Like, yeah. 
and it was authentic, you know? Yeah, man. It was like one minute, like, you know, I heard like, the, I heard, you know, like, you know, King saying like, you know, this is our section. I was like, all right, that's cool. And then like, next thing you know, it's like, it's really like a whole, like half of an arena with like signs saying this is our section or like him just being an amazing in-ring performer then getting out of the ring and going, oh, and like the whole crowd just loving him. Like it's, it's all, it's all authenticity, man. Like next is NXT is all authenticity, but I'm, I'm kind of scared that like, you know, they're, they're bringing, they're bringing next starts over and then they're just kind of like, like, it's, it's like, it, it, you're literally going from one, you're going from one ruler to another ruler. You know what I mean? Like you're right. going from like Triple H who really understands what it's like to build as an entering performer to, you know, Vince McMahon, who's like, they gotta be big. They have to be big and they have to be strong. And that's the, that's what they want. You know, like it's, it's 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 really really crazy, man. So it kind of scares me from time to time. Yeah, it's like someone someone put it like to this: is like when you go up to the main roster, it's like getting signed to a major label. Yeah, <laughs> man. You, you know, like it's it's kind of like you know, it's it's like you, you take an artist and they're like doing super super well on their own, and like everything is going good, and they got their fan base, and everything is you know going great for them. But then they go to the main roster, and it's like you know, all right, well, now you got to make this type of music and you got to do this and you got to, you know, and it takes away from everything that, you know, got you to the main label in the first place, you know? So it's, that's a, that's a great, great comparison, man. It's, it's really, hip hop and, and wrestling is synonymous anyways. That's why I'm like a huge wrestling fan because like, it's, it's all like the same thing. Like hip hop is kind of derived off that same, you know, formula, which is, you know, you start off circuits and you start off really, really, you know, making your way and making your rounds and getting in as much as you possibly can get in. And you know what I mean? And depending on your aspirations, you either stay in a certain lane or, you know, you end up going to, you know, trying to go to the big leagues and, you know, making it, you know, there as well. So like it's, it's wrestling and, and rap are like very much synonymous one in itself. Yeah, definitely. I've always, yeah, I always felt that way. Cause it's like, like in, in hip hop, it's like, you, does it, doesn't matter what you're still like a bit of an, a character you're playing this sort of character but at the same time people kind of still get drawn to what's real what's authentic you know hip-hop was always about you know keeping it real but in most cases a lot of cats weren't keeping it real so when yeah. so when you get the guys that are very authentic and you can feel it in their music or whatever then those are the people you kind of are always drawn to. And that's very much paralleled like in, in, in wrestling. Yeah, it's very much so. And, and even in like with wrestling, even if it's like a gimmick, like it has to be a gimmick that just makes sense for that person. Like, you know, John Cena didn't really have a gimmick, but then he took like the whole thug life thing and he, and he just made it work amazingly. Like it was like, yeah, I know how to freestyle. He's like, (laughs) but he was like, who's the guy who will, he's like, I remember him having an interview I think I think it was on a podcast. I think it was a Kate Jericho podcast. But he was like, he used to like um, r- ride in the back of the van with like Tajiri and like nine other like obscure re- <laughs> wrestlers from like the Roots of Aggression era, and they would all like <laughs> Tajiri. Oh my god! And they would like freestyle in like the back of the van, and he would be like, "Yeah, I know how to freestyle." And you know, he would like bust freestyles and he used to freestyle in like school. So he was like, "That's my gimmick." You know what I mean? Because at that time he was like. You know, everybody was like, oh, this has to be real. The wrestling has to be real. And then he was like, well, you know, what if I was like the Malibu's most wanted guy? You know what I mean? And it's like, 
And it, it, it got so like it was so like bad that like people were just like, man, I, I love this guy at one point, you know. And that was that was a thing where it was definitely you know art and imitating life because um, when he when he debuted, you know. Eminem was at his, you know, huge peak. You were just coming out of the whole, uh, you know, new metal rap core sort of era in rock music. Yeah. You had all these sort of influences where you had, like, the white rappers. You had this huge, you had the backpack era in hip-hop where there was a lot of, you know, you know, white rappers and stuff on the underground. So that's why the, the whole John Cena thing kind of, worked you know you had the whole thugonomics thing and he was able to parlay it into something you know even grander where he kind of got away from the thugonomics thing and just became this you know the top baby face of the company yeah man it was like it was the right place right time right era our imitating life and he and he did it so well you know what i mean like to come out and like rap like like to rap your own theme song and like put on an actual chain with a lock and like do the chain gang thing and like come out with throwback jerseys and like Dude. like cut off and then like cut off your own music to like bust an acapella freestyle. I was like, man, how <laughs> much how much can you not be hated? It's like you had to love it because like it was it was just entertaining, man. And you know to the point where it evolved and he became you know John he became John Cena. This you know the like 2006 2007 and then like 2008 2009 it started becoming like all right they're trying to like make him like you know hulk hogan 2.0 and i don't think he'll ever like i don't even think there's room for him to be anything other than that and if he does it really would be a situation where he's like evil hulk hogan like hollywood hulk hogan which wouldn't even he sells so much merchandise man like i don't even think they could even afford to like turn him at all whatsoever i think with john cena he's just going to continue on with his with who he is, you know, for for however, however long until he just wants to bow out. And I don't think he's going to be somebody who's, like, still doing shit in the ring at 50 years old, you know? I don't think he's going to be, like, a Hollywood Hogan type, you know? Because he, he just seems like somebody that, I mean, he ma- he's making a buttload of money. And, I've you know, he, sound, he sounds like someone who will kind of, you know gracefully bow out you know when it's time you know instead of hanging around too long yeah i think he understands that like i think he understands like his role and i think he understands that wwe is like bigger than him like i'm pretty sure he has like you know his reservations and you know of course he's been in the company so long where he can like sway his influence around a little bit more but like he definitely cared. Like, John Cena cares about the company. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He really loves WWE. He loves being there. I think he'll be that. It's just like you said. I think he'll be the guy that's, like, there. You know what I mean? And then when it's just time to bow out, he'll bow out. But I can definitely see him doing, like, some general management work and still, you know, coming out and being hated or see, seeing him, like, being a part of the roster a little bit more. You know what I mean? I can definitely see him still, you know, making his rounds and swaying a lot more. But he'll definitely bow, he'll definitely bow out gracefully I, I i wonder how though because like you know even though he's going out at, he's going out with such a polarizing view you know what i mean even like hulk Hogan, again it was kind of like you either love him you hate him yeah and then it's like okay you love him again you know you just love the hulkster that's just who he is but like with john cena it's just super polarizing so like it'll be interesting but I, he'll definitely like bow out for sure just he'll bow out yeah, with, yeah, with Cena, it's funny that, like, you have you have the part of the crowd that just absolutely loves him, and then you get the other part of the crowd that just is, like, sick of him. 
and yeah. and I always and I, and I always feel like I always love that there's always people that you love to hate, you know. Um, that there's there's a difference between loving to hate somebody and then just hating to hate somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely, definitely is like. You like, know, Seamus, you just you just hate to hate this guy. Like, yeah, it's like something like shame like I don't really but like like even back in the day, like I loved having Kurt Angle around, but like I loved to hate him because he was so like I'm like, ah whatever. But he would always put on these amazing matches with whoever and have these great series of matches with whomever, whether it was Benoit or who else, man. It was just he he always he always brought it, you know. But at the same time, you just almost sometimes, much in the way of like Cena, you almost got like sick of him sometimes. Yeah, man. He was like, like, like the thing about Angle that was dope was like, he would like put on these matches that were like amazing, incredible matches, but then people like really hated him. He would like, they just hated him. Like, I remember like he would just come out and they would be like, you suck to like this chant. And it just like, wow. <laughs> But that, it was like I, I, it was, yeah. it was almost like he just waited for, like he just, he just like I remember he had like a whole like I remember there was a raw episode where I remember it vividly because I was watching it live and I remember he was coming out for a main event and I don't even think he did the main event because he like came out and he was just like tired of like this crowd saying you <laughs> he, he used to sing along with his theme song and that was the best <laughs> and he was like cut the music cut the music. I do not suck and just went on this whole tirade and like started the whole like thing over and over again and just went on this rant like this you know what I mean like this mini miniature pipe bomb and like didn't even perform the match man but like he was a dude that you just you just love to hate him man like it's not like Big Show where it's just like nah we really hate this guy we don't want to see him here at all like right. it's not even like we want to see him perform like it's like nah we just don't want him here anymore let him go or like or like a Seamus, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, yo, just he's just blah, you know, like there's no nothing new, nothing's evolved. He's just the Irish guy who's big and you know, like so like yeah, you like you know what I mean? So like it's it's there's definitely it's definitely a, a difference. And I, I think they're I think they're starting to get I think they're starting to get to it. I just wanna see them like I wanna see them like utilize their talent just a lot better. I think there's just a lot more they could be doing with what they have right now. Right. And it looks like with um, with the guys that they they have coming over from New Japan, um, yeah. I guess you know AJ will probably just go sh- straight to the main roster. But from what I'm you know hearing, the other guys like Nakamura and uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, they're going to go to Luke NXT Gallows. first. Man, wow, really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. They're, hmm. they're at least going to go to the Performance Center first, from what I hear. And they're and they're not gonna go until uh, till March, cause they um, mm-hmm. they still have uh, commitments on the um, on the indies and stuff that they're gonna okay. let them go through. Okay. okay, that's understandable. I was I was gonna say I was like, oh, that's interesting. They go to NXT first. Hmm. Well, oh, at, cool. at least at least uh, um, Guns and Gallows will, um, but they still have commitments with um, Ring of Honor and New Japan that um, that they still gonna do. Um, even Carl Anderson tweeted his schedule and he said he, um, and so, and he, um, he had ROH and New Japan dates on there. So, Gosh, um, wow, man. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes sense then. I mean, like, I, I like to see what, I like to see how they'd use Carl Anderson. 
I want. No, I need. I, I need Carl Anderson to be a big thing in the wrestling industry because he has so much talent. He's so. He's really good in the ring, and but he's so he's so great on the mic, and yeah. even even though he can be like super dirty and shit sometimes, like he has the talent to 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 keep it PG, and still be hilarious or still be a total villain, and he's so quick on on the tongue that like he I, I feel like he could be so great, but he's also. A really good worker in the ring. He's very he's very agilic for his you know his size and his look, and he does have a really good move set. And so I'm like, and the way he works with uh with uh, Dot Gallows in the ring is is so great. You know they could be they could be a great tag team, and Carl Anderson could be a great uh, singles competitor. So I'm super excited you know to see how this goes. You know, but I really want Carl Anderson to be a thing. Yeah, same here, man. I feel like I feel like out of all the signees, you know, I mean, I mean, it may, it may be like a little bit of an unpopular, like, you know, thing to say, but I feel like out of all the signees, Carl Anderson is like, at least for me, it's like in my like, like, all right, man, this guy's gotta, gotta do it. But I just, I just wonder how they're gonna use him. That's, I'm just scared. I will, I will say that I'm scared. I'm scared oh. that like, you know, like Vince was just like. Oh, these guys are great. Well, you know, we'll, let's, let's let's open up the bank. Let's just get them. Let's get them here. You know, and it's like, and it's like, man, just don't just use them, man. Use them right. You know, I, I don't, I don't think they've. I just, I pray, I just pray they get used right, man. Because I'd hate to see like Anderson. Oh man, I can. Uh, uh, I just, I, I just don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want him. Like, I don't want him anywhere near like the social outcast. I don't want him. No. Near, I don't want him anywhere. Like man, I just pray, man. I do. I, pr- I pray they give him his just dues. I do have a feeling that they're gonna kind of work off the Bullet Club angle and do like the Balor Club thing. Have him, you know, paired up with uh, with Finn Balor. Um, I've I've heard. Well, yeah, I can see that. And I've heard. Um, and I've I've heard stuff on the net saying that recently Finn Balor's been working some of the house shows as a heel. Yeah, he has. So, That's at least from what I've heard. My my friend. Um, my my friend uh, Noah, he, he told me that that he's been working. He's been working uh, a lot, some of the house shows, not a lot of them, but he's been working some of the house shows as a heel so far. Yeah, he's Which been doing. Interesting. Yeah, he's been doing some matches on the house shows with like Sami Zayn working as a heel, and I'm like, dude, that'd be great. And like, and he's been alluding to things, you know, <laughs> in regards to the you know whole Bullet Club thing so much that if they, you know, if he can pair, you know, pair them with. Uh, with uh, Guns and Gallo, that would be that'd be great, and it's like those guys are like genuine friends, you know. So their chemistry is there. Yeah, and and, absolutely. And we and that would we've be seen it. To see. And we've seen it before in New Japan, and Finn Balor is actually a really kind of cool heel. He don't he don't overdo it. He's not going to be like your super villain, like mean like whatever heel but he can he plays a different sort of heel like um it's kind of like his his and with some of the things that he did in uh new japan it was very reminiscent of like chris jericho definitely with uh yeah. the whole do you remember the whole real rock and roller thing in the lighted up yeah. jacket that's very yeah. chris jericho but he, he but at the same time he did very very much kind of handle himself to a certain extent of the way that Chris Jericho handled himself as a heel, but Chris Jericho was much more better on the mic as uh, than Finn Balor is. But 
Finn did definitely work as a heel very well out in New Japan, and it was and it was very cool. But to have like to have like Carl Anderson and Gallows with him in NXT will be will be really cool. And the fact that Sami Zayn is back will have will be cool to to see that. And then you also have uh, Samoa Joe in the mix, and Samoa Joe is going to kind of almost be like I feel like he's going to be like in the middle there where he is kind of a heel, but he's going against the other heel and the baby face. So yeah. that, that's, that's what it looks like. It's going to happen uh, there in the NXT. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I think, I think, I think Samoa Joe will play the middle because it's, and it's kind of, you know, Samoa's Samoa is kind of like the guy who can, who can go either or, but you know, I think he, Either, I think he most likely is going to kind of like play the middle, you know what I mean? Like in between. It's going to be interesting to see like them all, you know, them all there. Like Finn, Finn is, Finn is like, Finn is like for me the, if I can, if I can equivalent him to like a heel that, where it's kind of a little bit more effortless, but not like in an overdoing way, it'd probably be like, Man, who's like who's like, who's in like a really effortless, non overdoing heel? It was just like, all right, man, you hate this guy. You just do. <laughs> um, like, you just do. I'd say maybe Chris when he first came, when Chris first debuted. Yeah, like Chris Benoit. Yeah, it was just like you just like yeah, you hate this guy. Like I, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Who's this meathead who just knows how to wrestle fucking really well and his face looks really mean? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you like it's like it was like na- it's like natural. Like okay, yeah. I don't like this guy. I just I don't I don't I don't know what it is, but I don't I don't, I don't like him. It wasn't like that way for Triple H. Triple H had to like like Triple H in my opinion is like the greatest heel of all time. But like he really like you man, you like two thousand four Triple H man, he worked his ass off to be hated as much. Because, like I hated Triple H so much that I didn't watch Raw. <laughs> like I hated him right. that much. It was like, nah man, I hate this guy. I, I fucking hate him so much, bro. But like it's gonna be interesting. Next is gonna definitely is definitely gonna shake up. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite interesting to see the chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, but I just man, I just like it's, it's kind of it's kind of like it's like prom man. Like it's like man, I just kind of want like I want that to just kind of last forever because like the minute they get to WWE, man, I'm yeah. It's like uh, I, I, like, I'm, it's like man, what's gonna go? And and the thing is with all these new signees like. AJ Styles and Nakamura and Guns and Gallows. These are like like some of my favorite guys right now in the world in the in in wrestling. And I'm like, "Please please be creative with these guys, you know? Please." Like I I really like this is this is the moment I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for these guys to to get a shot here, you know. And I and hopefully it happens, you know, in a in a in a very in a good way. I think with I think with AJ and Nakamura, they have to build these guys up as being like they're special. These are special guys that don't need to be in WWE. The and yeah. and they're coming here just to kind of conquer it, to be the one place that they haven't been successful in yet. They haven't been able to uh to, you know, conquer and that would be great to see. And cuz you've you have you've had guys like Nakamura go against people like Brock Lesnar in New Japan, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So they have they they have a history where they're they're dominant where they were at. So 
they can't bring these guys in just just being some other Joe Schmoes, you know. These guys well, are from, special guys. Well, from what I've heard, it's kind of like um, this, is, this is kind of like this one I heard from like the Grapevine, which was like, you know, it was like I think like the biggest payout they did for all four of them since like um, she I, I can't remember the, the the exact act, but like it was it was like a long time ago, and they paid even more than they paid uh, Brock Lesnar for two years. Right. Like, yeah, I heard they, they dropped some loot on uh, AJ. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would, man. Like, man, if I was AJ Styles, you know, AJ Styles has done it all. You know, in, in my opinion, you know, like he's kind of like he's kind of like the guy that's just like, man, you don't like. I wouldn't even want you to be over here. So, like, for AJ to like leave, you know, everything that he's doing and you know, very well paid, and you know, I think you, I think estimated making like three, four hundred thousand a year. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. him to leave that, you know, man, WWE must have broke the bank for him. And I'm pretty sure he's gonna be, he's going straight for the gusto. Whoever he, whoever he's looking at in the face when he gets to WWE is gonna be cream of the crop. You know what I mean? Or at least like second tier to cream of the crop, like a Dean Ambrose. You know, like one one way or another. You know, like he's going straight for the gusto. But like, I don't think any of those guys would have left um, their situations. You know what I mean? Without like proper like compensation and also proper promises you know it's kind of like right it's like brock you know like brock wasn't going to come back and you know do you know do the whole shtick unless he like got like the proper you know situation so like i'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt over the fact that they broke the bank for these guys so they're going to make sure that they're getting their just dues because man like the real wrestling fans they'll they'll hate wwe for like doing anything that's least or less than what it is that you know, those guys deserve, especially AJ. You know, AJ is just like, man, like, just, you're going to have to give him, you're going to have to give him the best. You're just going to have to, you know, or like second tier to the best, you know? Yeah, I, and I definitely would agree with you because someone like uh, Nakamura, he's one of the, he was one of the top guys in New Japan with him and Okada and Tanahashi, like, easily yeah, the top guys, most popular wrestlers in Japan, period all companies out in Japan Nakamura was is one of the most popular one of the yeah. biggest so I, I feel like there was some, there has to WWE gate like told him proposed something very nice to him for him to come over because someone like uh, Okada he said on record that he doesn't care he doesn't want to come to uh, WWE he, yeah. he he and he's the top guy in New Japan. He said it doesn't matter what what they offer, he doesn't want to come over here. But somebody um to have to get Nakamura to come over here, that's that's you know really big. And I I feel like just what you said that they're they did propose something great to him. So hopefully whatever that is translates and is successful. Yeah, man, I'm ho I'm hoping so too, man. Cause like, man, the the last thing I want to see is like is, is like obscurity. You know what I mean? That's that's just the last thing. I mean, and I doubt it. You know, I doubt, I doubt like you know, it's it's not like we're dealing with like, you know, like somebody who kind of started at NXT and it was just like, all right, cool. You know, let's bring them over, see if it works. You know what I mean? Like, all right, Tyler, it's your turn. Let's see if this works. You know what I mean? Like, Shield, okay, let's get you guys in here. Let's see if this works. You know, like, it's like, all right, you know, these are like guys that have established themselves in their own right. You know what I mean? Who have who are perfectly comfortable? So WWE had to break the bank, man, and 
it's going to be really exciting to see what they do. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of talent, man. And then, you know, not to mention that, you know, stars are coming back. You know, before we know it, we'll wake up and Seth Rollins will be right back. You yeah. know what I mean? And you best believe, you know, when Seth Rollins gets out, he is going straight to the top. It's not even like mid-card. You know, he has to face Dean Ambrose. Like, nah, man, he's in the title picture instantly because he had to lose the title. It's all part of the story, you know? And then yeah. Cesaro coming back, you know what I mean? Cesaro is going to be embraced with open arms. You know, I'm, I'm hearing they're thinking about, uh, uh, I'm hearing through the grapevine that they're thinking about, you know, okaying uh, Daniel, which would, whew, If man, Daniel Bryan was... comes back, the ovation that happens will be crazy. <laughs> be, be nuts, you know? I, I still don't know why they haven't okayed him. Like the doctor said, he's good to go or he has been good to go for like the past six or seven months it it's crazy though like they won't okay him but you but you have people like they brought tommy dreamer in the wwe (sighs) you know his body is probably wrecked you know (laughs) oh man when i saw tommy dreamer come out man i was just like when i saw i when i saw tommy dreamer i was like all right man you know all right cool you know you know what cool do a couple raws bro you know you know, get your $10,000 and, and go home, bro. You know what I mean? Cool. Just do what you got to do. But, like, then I saw Rhino, and I was like, man, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and I was, this is like, this is like right after the injuries, too. So it was just like, man, they are trying. They're like, oh, no, not right after the injuries, right after, like, the lowest, like, ratings they had, yeah. they have had since, like, the wars. When they're like, we got to, we got to bring out the stops. And it's like, Tommy Dreamer, can you come up? You know, Chris Jericho, can you come up? You know, Rhino, can you come up? It's just like, man, like, I just, but Man, the moment they, the moment I saw Tommy Dreamer, I'm like, they're gonna let him in there and it won't let Daniel Bryan in. I'm like, Tommy Dreamer's probably body is wrecked. <laughs> I'm like, literally wrecked. <laughs> I'm like, Gosh. I'm like, what's what's Daniel Bryan got to do to get back into to this company, man? I'm like, come on, he's he he's uh, it sounds like he's been cleared, you know, and he, and from what I hear, he's he's been working on a different moveset um, to be able to maybe avoid the problems that he's had in the past with getting injured. Yeah. I read an interview where he's saying he's trying to like change. He's, he's essentially trying to change how he's approaching wrestling. You know what I mean? Which was, which is understandable because, you know, he's a risk taker, you yeah. know, like he's always been a risk taker and, you know, he can't do like the back to back, you know, like his, his, his whole body was like being put on the line at all times. So like, it'll be interesting, but like, I don't really know. I don't know if it's like something personal or if it's like a, a business situation where like they're trying to save him for the right time or if it's, I don't, I don't know what it is that they're, they're trying to do, but like they, man, if they, 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 they have the potential to have like, like it's, it was, it was looking like a dry spell, man. But then if all these guys kind of come back, man, it's looking like the most stacked roster in a really, really, really long time. Like a really long time, like a, like an amazing, amazingly stacked roster. Yeah, and it, it would be crazy. And and like when Seth Rollins comes back, if he if he comes back as a baby face, I feel like that would be crazy. It would be huge. Man, Rollins as a baby face. I think I think Rollins as a baby face would happen. Man, I, I, it's it's crazy because I mean, like, I don't know if he's scheduled for, I don't know if he's gonna be scheduled for WrestleMania or if it's gonna be after. But like, man, if he comes back as a babyface, that would be that would be really interesting. It it mean that like they're he, it mean that they're um whoever they pick for like the title picture, 
is going to be a heel. You know what I mean? And whoever has it is like definitely going to be healed out. So like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to definitely be like interesting. They have a lot of options, man. You know, uh, Brock is still under contract for another year, you know? So it's like, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Cause they, and the thing is, yeah, you're going to have all these guys coming back and then you got all these uh, guys that are bring, they're bringing up. There's a lot of options, so it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be really stacked at one point. I don't think Rollins is gonna come back. Um, I mean, the way the way he kind of is, he might be back by summertime. So you know, maybe whatever's yeah. going, maybe by SummerSlam or something, he might be back, or he'll come back beforehand and whatever his big match for whatever title will probably be at SummerSlam or something like that. But, you know, there's definitely a lot of options. I definitely hope I want I want Daniel Bryan back in the company so that we can see uh Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan match. <laughs> man. I'm talking about man, I mean they would never put that on Raw even though they should. If they were smart, they would put it on Raw. They wouldn't even they would put it on Raw and have it like escalate to like an amazing pay-per-view where it's like a last man standing or Iron Man match, like pull out the Iron Man match that hasn't been used in like eight years because nobody can really <laughs> wrestle for like an hour straight anymore. But like, right, bro, oh my gosh, man, that would just, man, if they announced that for Raw, <laughs> man, that would just be, man, look, I don't, I don't know what would happen, man. That would just, gosh, man. But one can only dream. One can only dream, man. I mean, let let's see. I I think I I think they will. I think I think they just gotta. I think they just gotta see his skill set maybe and see what's going on. But I don't know. I don't know if it's something personal or, or or what you know. But maybe it's just like the last two injuries. They don't want to take another risk. Maybe you know. Yeah, and that's what I feel like they're gonna kind of start being cautious in certain ways because. Of so many of 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 the rash of in, in, injuries in the company, and like and, and the, the, those injuries have even uh, gone to the you know the women's division. Uh, Paige uh, had a small concussion. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, Sasha Banks has some sort of injury, maybe to her knee or something like that. So she's out for a little while. So it's getting to the point. I feel they they probably getting a little uh, gun shy about certain things. Yeah, I I would say so, man, because, you know, you have plans and you have invested storylines that just get shattered, you know, like, and you're, for, and you're forced to figure out what's going to happen, you know, or what you're going to do, you know, like, like, it's, and I guess, like, if they're to put, like, Daniel Bryan back on and, you know what I mean, get, in, get him into, like, this huge feud, it's like, and for him to, like, be injured and, like, have to miss the pay-per-view, that's just money out of their pocket, you know, it's, so, I mean, I can understand that, you know what I mean? And then also with John Cena being injured for, I think, what, like four months coming back and then being injured again and being out for another six months for his shoulder, it's like, they're kind of like, nah, we don't really know about this anymore. Like, this is, this it's detrimental because it's, it's money out of their pocket, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, just, yeah, they're going to definitely be a little bit more uh, gun-shy about what they're going to allow to happen because, so many of their plans have gotten, you know, ruined to, to hell from doing stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, man, oh man, I, I can only imagine that nightmare when like Seth was like torn ACL from trying to powerbomb Kane. Uh, that's always happened. Anybody who like wrestles with Kane over an extended period of time ends up getting injured. You know what I mean? And 
you know what I mean? I remember like that happening, man. I can only imagine like what that office was like, like, man, geez, man, your champion out for nine months on an ACL. Like, gosh, man, ridiculous, ridiculous, man. Like I, I, I would lose everything that I believe in for, for something like that. So I could <laughs> see, I could see like why they don't want to bring Brian, bring, bring Brian back out immediately, man, because you know, he, he he's he is quite arguably if he came back he'd be the most popular um wrestler on that roster right now. So you know, to have things invested and then to make merchandise, you know what I mean? Like yes, merchandise and whatnot that costs money too, so people you know, so it's it's hard, man. Yeah, definitely. Okay, to uh, you know, close out this podcast, that's uh let's talk about um let's talk about Royal Rumble, you know. That's uh there's a few matches going on for that before the whole Royal Rumble. You have uh, Dean Ambrose versus, uh, uh, let's see here, who they have. Uh, it's a last man standing match. Wait, let me see. I think it's I think it's Dean and Kevin, last man standing. Yeah, it's Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose versus uh, Kevin Owens, last man standing intercontinental title match. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I can see Dean winning. Um... I don't think it's time for Kevin to. Uh, I don't think it's time for Kevin right now to um, win it, win the uh, Intercontinental Championship. I think Kevin had a reign for a while, and I think Dean still isn't done with his reign. I think they're gonna keep him champion for a while. So I can see. Uh, I can see. Def- I can definitely see Kevin um, losing that. Definitely for sure. And what do you think is gonna happen with the the Royal Rumble match itself? Do you do you think uh, Roman Reigns gets screwed somehow? Do you feel like just somebody's going to come out of the blue and win it? What do you think? I think, all right. I think there's three options. So number one is they do the whole shtick and Roman Reigns just kind of comes out on top again, and then like, and then like, there's like a huge surprise at the end, which I don't I don't really see kind of happening. At all, honestly, I don't see that happening. What I really do see happening is I think it's either going to be number one, Brock Lesnar is going to win. And, you know, he's just going to kind of come in and, you know, get the championship. I think it's kind of prime for him to have the championship right now. Um, And to kind of reignite that, kind of reignite that feud going into WrestleMania between him and um, Roman Reigns is like, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Especially from last year. It just makes a lot of sense to reignite that feud and get it going. Um, to make it like a part two and the real deal this time. Uh, but if not, if what I would like to see, what I would really, really like to see is a wild card, which would be that Triple H wins it. I would like to see Triple H actually win the Royal Rumble. I'd like to see like nobody see him coming and like Brock Lesnar comes out, you know what I mean? And somehow uh, he gets eliminated by whoever and everybody thinks it's all over, and then, like, Triple H comes out, and he's number one, you know? But I highly doubt that's going to happen. I think it's just going to be a situation where uh, Brock Lesnar is going to end up winning, and that's going to kind of take us into the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar feud into WrestleMania Part 2. Yeah, that's some viable options. Yeah, I think from what they – there's been rumors that AJ Styles might enter the Rumble – but for what I'm hearing now is that he might debut on the Raw the next day. I can see, I can see Styles. I want to see him entering the Rumble because he wouldn't win the Rumble. I don't think they would want him to like debut losing. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it just be kind of like, it, it, it would like, I, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want to do that either. I could see him pre- like debuting um, Raw, definitely Raw, you know what I mean? And like facing, or I don't know. I don't know who he would like come out to. Like, I don't know if he'd come out to like Dean. I could see, I could see AJ coming out to Dean. I could see like Dean winning and like AJ coming out to like look at Dean for the, for the Intercontinental Championship. Like, I don't see like AJ going straight into like the, the title picture yet. But, um, I can I can definitely see like him debuting at Raw for sure. Yeah, I'll be super excited. I know I'm gonna already mark out when that happens. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm like, oh my god, you get it? Like just screaming, man. It's gonna be, woo, man. I cannot wait. That's gonna be a moment, man. All right, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time out to uh, talk some wrestling with me. This was perfect. This is exactly the type of shit that I want to do for this podcast. You know, so it was great to talk with you, man. Of course, man. Thank you for having me, man. I don't really get to talk too much in depth about wrestling. I have such an affinity for it. So thank you for allowing me to like voice my opinions, man, and giving me a platform for it. It means a lot to me. No doubt. I think we definitely need to do this again, you know, every, you know, whatever, every couple months or whatever, you know, if you, if you're down. Of course. Absolutely, man. I mean, just whenever, just let me know. I'm always down to get on the phone, man. I always am. So just let me know, man. So that was the interview with Sylvan McHugh. It was so cool to talk with him about wrestling. You know, definitely watch the Royal Rumble this Sunday. Um, hopefully, I can get him back onto the podcast to talk more wrestling on a later date. And hopefully, you get to hear more from him in the music world also. If you'd like to uh, support the Fresh is the Word podcast, you can go to our website, which is freshisthepodcast.com. And there's a link at the top that says support the podcast. And on that page, there is a PayPal link that you can donate to. Or there is an Amazon link on there that you can use anytime that you want to purchase anything on Amazon. Use that link, and after you make your purchases, Amazon will shoot some commission back to me. I'll just go to help the show. Also, I definitely appreciate all the listens, and if you definitely want to share the links to the website, freshisthepodcast.com, or any of the links on SoundCloud, that's definitely appreciated and will definitely help support the podcast. You can also reach Fresh is the Word on the social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Fresh is the Word 1. That's Fresh is the Word number 1. And on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast and give us a like on that page. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so go ahead and search Fresh is the Word on there. Go ahead and subscribe to us. And it also would be very helpful if you go onto iTunes and give us a 5-star rating and throw some comments on there. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.